Welcome to Help from Future Self. Hey, what's happening, Archons? Welcome to another episode of Help from Future Self, that conversational Keyforge podcast by and for Keyforge friends all around the world flavors today as myself and my Keyforge compadre, Coach Boulevard Paper Fight. What's happening, Blake? Hey, man. How's it going? Not too badly. Are joined by our friend a person that we've had on the podcast previously and are happy to welcome back. It's Jupiter from United Archons. Welcome back to the show, Jupiter. Hey, well, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> like, uh, always a pleasure to be on the show. It's a super big pleasure for us to have you back, and especially mm-hmm. because this week is kicking off something very special that you've cooked up, the Keyforge Premier League. Yeah, the Keyforge Premier League was basically my college thesis believe it or not um i was doing i was doing my master's in um new media journalism Mm -hmm. and um i asked my teachers if i could kind of double double dip it because uh back in the day remember i took a break from podcasting with blake and everybody because i said you know i'm gonna focus on school and i want to uh you know come back with something big right and so what happened was while i was in school i came up with this idea for this league and like i basically said you know in covid times like i can't really write about the things i want to write about for new media so to create something new right and so um i conceived it i started building it and um we're in a good spot i think like for first season i think we've done pretty well so far i'm super excited to hear about the premier league um can you give us sort of like a bird's eye view of what the layout is for season one of the premier league just for our listeners who might not be familiar with it and then we'll zoom in i guess on some individual components of putting it together and how it's playing out so far in the first couple of days Sure. So the, in the beginning, um, I, I, I came up with the, the initial process for it. And like initially, I was just going to invite people I knew, which because I know a lot of people um, that play high level Keyforge and I was going to invite them. And then I was it was brought to my attention that like it wasn't necessarily the fairest way to do this for what I wanted because I wanted it to be a community driven league. So um, after, you know, a little bit of feedback and some like uh, angst and stuff like uh, we cleared up the air and we decided instead of doing the league first and then doing the pre-qualifiers, we did the pre-qualifiers first so um we expect we ended up extending the field to 40 people for the first season which is more than it's going to be in any other season um and we gave everybody that was a grand champion or a um a a national like a national champion or in the top 10 of the um vault tour lists um a free invite if they signed up so i had 21 people sign up for that so that left us with 19 slots to fill the rest of the league and so what we did is we ran pre-qualifiers so we ran a um the first one was the sealed event which where we qualified four people and then we ran a solo archon where we qualified four more people then um philip did a apac uh time zoned one because they're the ones that get left out the most and he did a four qualifier a four person qualifier in a um a triad format, of course, because Phil's triad god, and that's like what he likes to play. <laughs> and then um, we turn around and we did um, a last chance qualifier, where basically anybody that was in the league that might want to drop out or didn't want to play, like those slots became available, and it was at least eight people was guaranteed because that's what the math was when we first made it. But it ended up being ten people because we had one person drop out, and we knew that one other person had already said that they they didn't want to play, so. Um, at the last second we got two extra spots so we had 10 people qualify and then 
um, here we are, 40 people later, um, four groups of 10, and we're running and uh, I'm recording all the games, uh, you know, as, as many as I can anyway. Like, obviously, if I can't get to it, I don't I don't kill myself. But uh, I've gotten most of the games recorded. I think I've only missed one so far. And uh, Harlan is coming to yeah. say hi. So, sorry, he's not feeling great. Hi, Harlan. Say hi. Hey. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> okay. So, but uh, he's always part of my show, so he, he's yeah. he's part of the traveling. But he's we are more. happy yeah. to have Harlan with us on the show today. It's yeah, always nice to have some guests, <laughs> yeah, especially but, uh, ones who are part of the KeyForge family. Yeah. So, yeah, and so like what happened is like uh, we ended up breaking up the groups into um, regions, and uh, we had two of the European guys, so Vincent Martin um, from the Hamburg Atlanteans and Jackie Wu from. Um, I forgot what their team Loki is what their name is um, from Australia. They are in the U S side of the bracket because we had, we had like two less U S spots than we did, did quote unquote European spots. So, so uh, you know, they're, they're doing that and we have four groups of 10 and they're playing right now. I'm actually recording the Jackie Wu and Ugla game right now as we speak. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. And um, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, Jupiter, I believe that your inspiration for the Keyforge Premier League does revolve around soccer, which is near and dear to my heart and the different tournaments that they have with group stages and, I mean, different point systems and all that. So uh, just curious how that evolves over time. Like, what's the, the big, big picture for this? Yeah, so it's exactly right. Like, I am a, my dad was actually a semi-professional soccer player for sporting oh, wow. in Portugal. So, like, uh, like there is a lot of soccer in my family. And um, the idea is here is that we have 40 people. We're going to qualify uh, 16, 16 people for next season by getting into the second phase of this group, right? Like, the top four from each group will go into a top 16. Those 16 will be automatically qualified, and then the other 16 will spots will be open for the next set of pre-qualifiers and stuff so um the idea of relegation and basically getting people like in the spirit of keyforge like getting new people who start just started playing the game a chance to get into the premier league like right off the bat just like waiting a little bit of time um was a big thing to us um we're also looking at big news is that we're uh merging in sorts with uh, the, the the crazy killing machine network because carl and steve have done so much to help me um that i we're basically putting the brand in in the network for a crazy killing machine and we're going to uh release more details about that as we go but we plan on doing like feeder tournaments and stuff to help raise more funds for the players to make more money basically for the uh, prize pools and stuff even though the season's prize pool ended up being a lot nicer than i originally anticipated so because we've had a lot of really nice donations and people doing the right things for the players so well i i i'm very curious to hear about how you uh, as a tournament organizer structured sort of the the prize pool um and the 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 way that money's going to work with this because i think that you know oftentimes keyforge uh, i think is sort of viewed as not being a money game um and of course we also had the 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 introduction of that element that was completely derailed by of you know a global pandemic but uh before we get to that can you lay out for me what the actual tournament structure looks like because i'm very curious about that um, yeah, so the tournament structure for now is, uh, the t the we have, like I said, we have four groups of 10 right now, groups A, B, C, and D. A and B being North American-like sided, like uh, we call, I, I'm calling it the West, right? Like it's the West side. And then we have the East side, which is Europe and Australia, like a pretty bigger, a much bigger range. But um, so we have 
20 people in each side and they're play, basically competing in those pools of 10 the top four from each of those pools after six rounds of swiss will go into a bracket and then the bracket will play down to the finals just like in soccer right <laughs> so um there's not really much variation or, or creativity in it other than um we have six rounds of swiss so like not everybody will get to play each other but that just goes with the size of the pool and wanting to get done before christmas the the christmas season so we didn't want to extend it to like 10 games you know so and uh what's the format that they're playing for this oh the, the format they're playing uh is we're playing a uh, basically an adaptive archon adaptive but to, to make it spicy i came up with the idea um that instead of bringing just one deck for archon adaptive we would have they would be able to bring three decks and then they basically get to see their opponent's three decks and then they get to choose one of their three decks to play and the reason i did that was because i thought if we see people that have to run into each other again in the bracket stages, I don't want them to have, like, if they choose to play the same deck, that's fine in dandy. But I wanted them to have some tactical advantage, say, like, to kind of throw their opponents off and be like, well, maybe he won't play the same exact deck. Harlan. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. We're good. Sorry. He decided to do. He decided to do a uh, a cartwheel into the window. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Harlan. So uh, on the topic of, I guess, uh, just sort of as I brought up before, uh, putting together rewards or, I guess, a prize structure for this, what was your philosophy governing that? I'm curious. Um, my philosophy initially was I want to make content for people, right? Like the whole idea is to get more Keyforge onto Twitch and stuff. And I wrote a thesis, like I said, I have a master's thesis. Um, anybody that want, is interested in reading it, I would be glad to share it with them. But uh, the whole thesis is basically how I created the league and why. And biggest reason is because I read when I was doing my research on um, FFG and like the idea of us going like into a digital phase with COVID and stuff like that and basically wanting an online presence like the whole idea was that I was looking for um, a reason for, to, to prove to FFG that Keyforge could exist online right mm -hmm. and so like w with my research I found that the reason why I think FFG is and this is a personal opinion just based on what I've researched and you can go check the facts and stuff if you want but if you go to like Asmodee and you like see what their mission statement is and you see what happened with Asmodee Asmodee actually got bought out well, not bought out but they partnered up with a group called Pi Partners P-A-I Partners mm -hmm. and uh, Pi Partners cared about Asmodee by the quality of their board game mission, right? Because Asmodee is like the second largest uh, board game uh, company in the world, right behind Hasbro. So um, the, the focus for them really isn't on like a digital or an interactive like client. And that's why Asmodee in, intera like, Interactive got shut down after only a couple of years and everybody left was because like, I'm pretty sure that the Pi Partners doesn't really care as much about the digital concept because they just want to make money off of the, the the cornering the market with quality board games so my idea was as a small community was that if we could get something going and it, it gained enough steam and momentum they would have to take notice of us right and so mm -hmm. the biggest mission for the uh, the league was, was for me was that so it really started with a, a like a passion project for myself and then i just found other people that were passionate about it that jumped on and helped so initially it was going to be only 200 dollars for the first season um and and it ended up going Going up to six hundred dollars plus two hundred dollars in incentives like uh so like that's a pretty big jump and that shows that th there's a community and people out there that at least want to support the game and like hopefully like you know as we go we can continue the momentum and keep growing to a point where we can say you know have a better project 
to go for right because all these guys that are spending their their heart their like time and stuff like that like creating tco for us and everything that there's got to be a payoff for them in the end like some kind of thing that that you know justifies or makes their their existence important right and i think that like if ffg was to create a real client like it it sucks for tco but at the same time those guys basically sustained the mission right they made the game bigger right and and ideally at some point ffg could turn us all turn us all down because it's their ip but the idea is that we're showing them that we have a passion and a a, a desire to have this game right so you know like i ideally like what would happen is they would just like hire everybody that does tco to basically help them create a better game with more resources and more funding but like (laughs) the reality of that is probably not going to happen but we can dream, right? And like, yeah. and, and as long as we're dreaming, let's let's keep pushing. And like, the idea is like, you know, we just got to prove to them that it could be profitable to them. And that's what we're the idea for us is. But we're a zero profit uh, group. KFPL, like the the part of the the system that I own, is always going to be free to play, and it will always be based off of the generosity of people in the community. So, so sometimes maybe prize pools won't be as good as they are like this round, maybe, but like there'll always be a fair prize pool based on what we are able to uh, create in revenue and stream. So we have some ideas. I really like that. I mean, the whole mentality of it, of it's, it, I mean, it works for you because you're, you're getting to get yourself out there and, and promote this. And obviously it works for your school, but the underlying goal I think is so community driven. And I know that's, that's a big deal for you, Jupiter, to have like the community and be community driven. And I just love that the goal is to get noticed that this is so viable. How can you keep ignoring this? Cause I think we all want it, especially with what's going on. Like we want to be able to do chain bounds online and not have to worry about it because it, it is really, like not fun for everyone i think not not mm-hmm. being able to go to our lgs and, and jam a game like we normally do like we mm-hmm. we got to get that slightly off the ground for like a month and then we had to pull it back here and i know there's even people who are playing keyforge who don't ever get to go to an lgs and play like they're they're just don't have that community and so they're they're kind of overlooking a big segment and they're still buying decks these people so if you could create OP that was online and in a digital platform, I know that like it would probably take the game would probably take off in a much different way that they are probably not anticipating. I have a feeling. Yeah, and I, I, and someday I would love to have that discussion with FFG because like uh, honestly, like I'm willing to do as much as I can do to make the game good. Um, and like we have a lot of ideas. I have like partners now that are, are just as enthusiastic and, and passionate about Keyforge as I am. I feel like we're going to do good things. You just have to hang in there. Like we got business ideas, like, you know, things that we're, you know, putting in place. So I don't want to speak too much about them, mm-hmm. but uh, I do want to um, see what happens, you know, like with that. So, I mean, it's such a huge thing with, with Keyforge. The question that has been on everybody's lips basically since the dawn of the game is when will we get an official client? And there's been lots of arguments, I think, on both sides of why there hasn't been an official client as of yet. But uh, I think at this point, you know, the the approach of I want to demonstrate that not only is there a demand for this, but that it's feasible to have, you know, sort of a high level tournament that shows, you know, the dedication of this community is super, super fascinating. Like it's an interesting approach, I think, to the to the uh, debate that we've been having for ages. I think that the, like I think like I explained kind of like where I'm at with the uh, the idea. So like 
you know, like I, I just think that we have to really go above and beyond to start this discussion, right? And so like we can't just go to FFG and just complain and say we don't have a solution, right? I've always been a person that like if there's a problem, there should be discussion and there should be something that's productive out of it. And so like um that's like what we're doing right now. Like we're basically setting up the discussion, right? Hopefully in the future. Um and like I said, like I don't want to cross or burn bridges with FFG at all. Like it's their IP and I hope that they do like at some point and make a move on it but if they don't at least we have something that we're doing to sustain their game so either way it's like we're making sales you know like we're, we're helping their sales which helps our game stay alive which helps us <laughs> you know it's like a circle of life right like right now it's like we're basically we're really the bottom of it and like uh we're hoping that eventually we get something more out of it right so yeah, I mean, it's huge to me that you're putting this together at the time that you're putting it together because there literally isn't like, you know, there won't be any vault tours for who knows how long. It could be next year. It could be even later than that. It could be anything else. So the idea of one, because we are not FFG and we are not Asmodee, we can acknowledge the existence of the Crucible for the organization of events is is such a like it's there's an agility that you have that they don't have possibly for legal reasons surrounding the existence of, you know, the crucible that I think makes this such a fascinating proposition. Um, You're recording all the games for uh, the premier league. How are you going to be disseminating those? Um, I'm going to be disseminating them. So like originally I had this like idea to like make a channel out of it. Right. But like I had a lot of people that said they were going to, you know, be part of it. There's a lot of hype early on. Cause like, obviously I recruited very early, like long before we were ready to do it. And, um, I reached out to every community person I knew and I'm still like looking for people that really want to help and stuff. Um, I've only had a couple, a handful of people that are actually state that are staying committed to it. And part of it is because a lot of people are just say like, well, you're disorganized and you don't have anything going. And I was like, well, it's cause we're on the fly, right? Like we're building a new thing. And, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm not exactly overly sure what, um, you know what i can i can do right but i'm i'm shooting for the stars right as far as saying that uh you know i want to record every single game that's 20 games a week right at uh, 2 hours a, a, a shot you know maximum right so you're looking say an hour right it takes an hour to play three games but uh it's 80 minute time limits and like an hour so like that's a lot of time that i get up and like i get up at odd orders to, to do the recording and stuff like that i do it at the ire of my fiance so every once in a while i gotta take a break or she'll kill me um but uh for the most part like uh you know we do i do the best i can to do the most i can and so part of that is getting all the raw footage and that's like the, the thing i'm working on right now is just making sure that i get all the raw footage and then when the raw footage is done um what i've been what i decided to do as kind of like a filler until i can get to the editing and the videos is i'm doing a twitch at two o'clock eastern um every day at 1400 for about an hour and i just play a game and basically i watch it with the community and like um it's not me doing commentary or nothing it's just me going oh this game was pretty awesome to watch let's watch this game and we'll fast forward and get it within a tower an hour time frame but like uh, it gives everybody at least a taste of what's coming you know and like what the full thing is and then I, I'll, I'll look to do what I can do as far as um, the editing and stuff a little bit later, but the editing will all end up on YouTube, like fully edited with uh, cuts and stuff and like uh, kind of sports center style type things. If, if there's an awesome game, like um, I, I had the first, uh, the first uh, Twitch thing that I did was uh, eerie daily versus Lorenzo. And mm-hmm. the game was uh, absolutely fantastic. So uh, 
you know, like as the first one I did, and I'm that that one is worth like absolutely watching. The gameplay quality there was awesome by the two German guys from the Hamburg Atlanteans. Um, and um, I'm telling you right now that the Hamburg Atlanteans have a really good representation in the league, and they're quiet, like nobody really knows who they are, other than Vincent. Like everybody kind of knows Vincent as a good guy, but man, those guys can play, and they're they got some really interesting decks, and like their lines are super solid. So. See, that's one of the awesome things about the way that you're running the Premier League is that, you know, it's not just, and, you know, oftentimes, Blake has said this to me, Jupiter knows so many people in the Keyforge community. So I think the fact that you were able to sort of get the word out and you're a known personality allows you to attract people beyond just like the immediate circle of people who would be involved in something like this, which means we get to see high level play from people that we might never have seen you know, in any individual event that we were paying attention to, right? Like, just purely because I like to follow the games, when I have watched online games, it's almost always been English language stuff. But the way you're proposing sort of distributing this, I think universalizes the games that are being played um, and also offers sort of like a nice even playing ground for everybody to like get their games seen by the global community and see their high level of play, which I think is a very cool way to approach this. So if folks are curious about seeing the first season of the league and watching some of the games as they're being played and as you're putting them out, you said that they were going to be on Twitch. Let us know where we can do that. But also tell me, because I'm very curious about this, when season two comes around and you start to put together qualifiers for that, where are folks going to be able to find out about that so that they could possibly participate or throw their hat in the ring? Right. So uh, com is like your hub for everything Key, Keyforge Premier League. Um, I also have Keyforge Premier League on Twitch. I have Keyforge Premier League on YouTube. On Twitter, um, I actually tweet I tweet a lot now more than I ever used to because I, I, I've learned the, the value of Twitter. Um, so if you're on Twitter, we're at, we're at Keyforge L. Um, that's our Twitter handle because that's all that would fit. And uh, <laughs> so that's what we got. And um you know, like all those, like the Twitch is, you can look up Keyforge Premier League on Twitch, will pop up. You can look up Keyforge Premier League on YouTube, will pop up. Um, and again, www.keyforgepremierleague.com. We made it real simple. And when you go to the .com right now, we're kind of remaking it to make it as simple as possible. Like originally with my school program, it was a little bit um, over overdone right because there are certain things i had to do for my school and i felt pinched between school and doing what the community needed as far as like you know information goes so a lot of it seemed really like rudimentary and stuff and but i put that in there because the people i was writing for at school didn't know anything about keyforge so um we've cleaned that up now to be more geared towards the league and not so much everybody right so mm. Um, so if anybody wanted coaching or anything else or reach out to me in any certain way, my, my discord handle is Jupiter pound zero seven five zero. And, uh, and, uh, so that's basically a 75 with two donuts on both sides to, to, uh, <laughs> to, to be, uh, to, to, uh, fulfill my roundness. Um, no, but, uh, yeah, I'm always willing to talk on discord or you can reach out to me even on Facebook. If you find me, I'm the only Jupiter Sacadura in Manlius new york or syracuse area so you can reach out to me there on messenger and stuff i'm always willing to talk to people about anything keyforge so jupiter you're one of a kind everywhere you go is there <laughs> going to be a possibility for folks to participate or throw their hat in the ring or try to qualify for season two when and if that comes around absolutely like i said there's going to be 16 spots wide open and uh the qualifiers will be of different sorts and season two will not be adaptive with three decks it will be something new like we're going to change every season we decided and um we're still going to try to make it as skill-based as possible so that we we can see what happens but um 
like that's to come that's again that's in planning still we're way it's way down the line right now like with the whole like uh becoming part of the ckm network which is the the biggest focus we're working on right now and setting our people in place and anchoring the the studs of the uh of the league to uh make sure that we have everything in place and then that we're also using the resources that ckm has for us to uh help us like kind of hit that line where we can start to generate you know like uh maybe cash tournaments online, smaller ones that will feed into the the prize pool and stuff like that. Um, so that's a big, a big balancing act that we're looking at um, and trying to figure out um, how to best, you know, supplement the community, but at least 75% of every pool will always go into the, into the prize pool for the people playing. And then the other, you know, 25 to 30, whatever we have, like we decide we'll go towards league, um, you know, prize support and league, um, like whatever like Side small events. transactions like if we have mm-hmm. like you know like we have to paypal fees and things like that we have to make sure that we're not just paying out of pocket all the time so but yeah for the enough. most for the most part we'll be very transparent with our anything that we do fiscally so because we want to prove that we're a zero profit like uh kind of thing for the the, the public we, we're not here to be shady so Right on. Um, With all that said, it is time for us to do the final segment on every episode of Help from Future Self. We like to call this segment Help Help from Future Future Self. Self. Blake, do you have one for us this week? I do, yes. I have one this week, which uh, is very simple in saying it out loud, but actually tends to be complicated. And uh, it has to do with being aware when you're playing your mass mutation decks of your prompts. Because a lot of the times different cards have prompts come in different ways. Like sometimes you know you got to do your icons first. Sometimes you got to select your creature first and then do your icon. So it, it behooves everyone to take that extra moment to read the text and not assume what it's asking you to do. So you don't accidentally put an upgrade on your opponent's creature or damage your own creature when you were thinking you were putting on an upgrade, anything like that. You got to just take the extra moment, read those prompts very carefully because there are a lot of them now with the mass mutation. That is a great lesson to learn. Um, I have often made the huge mistake when I'm playing on TCO of uh, this card is going to capture one, but it's also got a damage pip on it. And I accidentally damaged the creature that I wanted to capture the amber onto. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that stuff is so easy to do. So just read the read the card. Look what mm-hmm. you're doing. Um Jupiter, we already uh, heard where folks can find out about uh, the Premier League. Um, give us a, just a quick reminder of what your personal socials are if folks want to reach out to you. Um, again, uh, like on Discord, Jupiter0750. Uh, um, you can find me at Keyforge Premier League at all the other things too. They pretty much, uh, all my personal accounts have turned into that. So um, that's where you find me. And uh, we, if you haven't seen the, we, we made a video um, doing the groups to, to pair the groups and we used a wheel. If you haven't seen that video on YouTube yet, I highly recommend it if you like Harlan because Harlan was all about the spin the wheel. <laughs> right so great uh you can find me as scuzzy gruen on the crucible on twitter on instagram blake where can they find you and what else have you got going on beyond this podcast for content oh you can find me on my youtube is the best place right now boulevard paper fight uh, i'm doing a new thing which is going to be a weekly vlog which is kind of just my travels in keyforge and my thoughts on things throughout the week And of course, you can also catch me on Twitch every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, where I stream. 
All right. Jupiter, thank you so much for coming on the show. Can't wait to see what you have in store for the Premier League. We got to get out of here, Archons. Until next time, stay safe.